Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. This is the Little Piddle Show. Just give us one moment. We're, uh, we're breaking it down. If you want more on the Western Conference, just slide my DMs. Oh, it finally happened. It <laughs> I took couldn't wait any months. longer. I, I mean, I turned the corner from the restroom, and Ryder looked like he was trying to land a plane in emergency circumstances. <laughs> I was like, I'm out of time. I can't do anymore. And I, had, I was had no idea I what to say I, when it comes back. I got back. in a conversation with uh, one of our general sales managers uh, in the restroom on golf. And and then I go, oh God, I'm in the middle of doing a show, and I completely forgot it. I gotta get, I gotta get out. And then I turn the corner, and Ryder is flagging me down. And I thought to myself, oh poor Jackson. I was I was gonna go much deeper into the Western Conference, but we just played the Rutherford Report the Western intro. Conference, and, and how Colorado lost last night, five nothing to Tampa Bay, and they just can't seem to get it right. And there's Patty Maroon in his 700th game, scrapping with eight seconds left. That's what you're talking about. Uh, I'm talking about the revival of the Valley of the Sun. You're talking about the Arizona Coyotes, who you can hear tomorrow night uh, right here on 101 ESPN against your St. Louis Blues. And their beautiful arena. That's correct. <laughs> uh, you're talking about the Suns. Yeah, yeah, I am. Jeremy, I'm sorry that you had to hear all of this. <laughs> I thought I called into NBA Now there for a minute. <laughs> if you wanted Whoa, to be there. Where's Shams? Uh, JR, good morning. Uh, apologize for the delay, and I know you do have some takes on the Durant trade, but before we get to that, I'd like your takes on the uh, the Tarasenko trade. You, you handicapped it, man. You wrote about it two days ago that the Rangers seemed to be the fit that would make the most sense, and uh, like Nostradamus, you called your shot. Well, you know, with those uh, trade fit stories, you're kind of – guessing but there actually was some rumblings behind the scenes that uh, there might be something going on with the new york rangers and so we felt really confident uh, putting that story out a day or so before about what the possibilities could be with the rangers in the end there's so many different ways that trades can take shape in terms of you know how much salary are you retaining what level of prospect are you getting back what are the conditions of the pick that you know it's going to be impossible uh, to nail that but uh, new york definitely looked like a good fit for the blues and that's how it worked out um, yeah, I listened to the entire press conference with Doug Armstrong, and uh, and he talked about the set of circumstances that led to not only the trade, which I think most people expected to take place, but the return on the trade. And uh, you wrote about uh, the makings of that trade. People can read it at athletic.com, uh, another wonderful piece from Jeremy Rutherford. And, uh, and what transpired not only with the Blues, but also the set of circumstances with Tarasenko. It's 
a different one than if and when the time comes for the Blues to make other moves because of the no trade clause. Uh, so if you could give the background on that and then also my follow up to it. And I apologize for a two parter that 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 actually is a serious two parter. What what has your gauge been on the response of fans to this trade because I think the set of circumstances are so important when you're discussing this trade. This is not your standard trade when you're dealing with uh, the NTC. Yeah, I think when you look at that situation with the no-trade clause, and let's keep in mind this was a long-term contract. This was a seven-year deal that Vladimir Tarasenko had, and so way back when, when Doug Armstrong you know, saw that he had the credentials to be the star, he gave him that no-trade clause. And here we are seven years later, you know, last year the contract, and it's time to move him. It is difficult with a no-trade clause for a couple reasons because, A, you've got to find teams that are interested in Tarasenko, like the player, uh, have the cap space to bring him in, and then also he has to want to go there. And Doug Armstrong told us yesterday that he was still operating off of that no-trade list, uh, that that list that uh, Tarasenko gave him 21 months ago. Uh, There were several teams on that, uh, I want to say, in the neighborhood of five or six, and, and the New York Rangers were one of them. So, Doug Armstrong didn't even reach out to Tarasenko's camp. He just began negotiating with the Rangers because they were on that list. And then he called Tarasenko yesterday and got that approval. But it makes a deal for Doug Armstrong a little bit challenging for those reasons. So this isn't a situation that you can just go out and kind of grab the best offer. There's a limited number of options that Doug Armstrong had. So I think when you look at the return for the Blues to get a number one pick, that's tremendous. I don't know that there are going to be that many teams out there offering that if any then you look at the 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 conditions of that fourth round pick it turns into a third round pick if the rangers make the playoffs which looks like a pretty much a guarantee so a first a third the the prospects probably not much but i think that the the blues get a really good return what have you gotten as far as emails whatever interactions that you have uh with your readers and listeners approval rating on this trade is it high low what are you getting what I've seen so far, you know, in the last 24 hours is uh, positive. It's, yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's like they, they like the first-round pick. Uh, you get the third-round pick, uh, you know, and then you see on the other stuff. But I, I think getting Sammy Blay back, you know, people might question that move. He had the ACL tear uh, n- November 21, and he hasn't been the same player since then. Uh, but this is a guy who's an unrestricted free agent. He's going to come in and, and finish out the season with the Blues. Do you re-sign him? That's probably based on what you see here. Uh, and then dealing Nico Mikula, which makes this a, a much bigger trade. This wasn't just a right. trading Vladimir Tarasenko for some of the best package. This has uh, got some hockey players involved. And, and so you, you trade Nico Mikula, and that was, I think, uh, as Doug Armstrong said yesterday, a way to get a guy like Tyler Tucker, young defenseman, some more playing time. Uh, I got this text from a uh, friend of mine and a uh, listener of the program, big blues fan. He said, one thing to think about with how Armstrong played this Tarasenko ordeal. The trade package was masterful given the circumstances, but let's also look back to the Seattle expansion when Army was able to protect Barbashev, uh, who had a high likelihood of being selected by leaving an injury, questionable Tarasenko, unprotected. To tie that tenuously to the Petrangelo situation, that's one disadvantage of a no-move that Army won't give out. If 91 had gotten a no-move instead of a full no-trade, Barbashev may not be a blue right now. Keep that in the back of our minds for when Barbashev is traded. Yeah, this is like a big tree. There's just so many different ways you can go with with the conversation, the the different branches of what could have happened along the way. You know, what happens if Doug Armstrong trades Vladimir Tarasenko 
uh, right when he makes that trade request 21 months ago, mm-hmm. and and he was coming off a couple you know banged up years with the shoulder, you probably sell him low even just to get rid of him and don't get much for him. And then of course you know what you alluded to there, uh, the situation with the ex- Seattle expansion draft, you don't protect him. Seattle doesn't take him. You know what if Seattle takes him and flips him for a first? You know they 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 were close to taking him, and sources told me. At the time, the only reason they did not take him is because he did have that no trade clause, and they weren't going to be able to flip him without uh, with his approval. So, you know, everything's played out the way it has, and in the end, you know, it's over. The saga's over, and the Blues are sitting on a first round draft pick. Uh, Jr., I heard your question to Doug Armstrong, uh, asking him uh, about Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, Jackson, I imagine you're you're currently watching. Uh, WNBA highlights. Is there any chance you can pull up that audio this quickly, or yeah. would that be putting you on the spot? Give me a, no, one minute. I can do one minute. Okay. Well, then that, so don't 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 worry about it. I, I don't want to put that. That's not fair. I should have let you know in advance. Point being, when I heard you ask the question, I heard his response. It screamed to me in the same way of Stan Kroenke at his last press conference in St. Louis. Oh, the Rams are moving, even though it was 2012. That also Ryan O'Reilly will be moving, even though Doug Armstrong didn't say that. What was your read on the response? he gave you yeah I did uh, so for those who didn't hear it uh, I did ask Doug Armstrong do you have interest in, in re-signing Ryan O'Reilly and he said hey listen that's going to stay behind closed doors but Ryan knows how I feel about him and yeah you'd hate to read between the lines but I think it's a situation where he has told Ryan O'Reilly about the respect he has for him but probably that he's got to capitalize on a situation here and take advantage of the market and if you can get a first round draft pick for uh, Tarasenko, you probably can for O'Reilly too. So, you know, if you had to, to to come away with something there after listening to Doug Armstrong, it didn't sound that promising of, of Ryan O'Reilly being back. I don't. The, the only thing that I would follow up on that perhaps is that maybe there is the understanding that we'll try to get you back here after the year. I know we, we you and I have discussed that multiple times at different points this year. Do you think that? chances increased or is that still not going to happen like the Kachuk weight situations? Well, yeah, when I, when I said that way back when it was just based on, I felt like if, if they're going to move on from Ryan O'Reilly, they're going to move on. So yeah, is there a small chance that he could come back for sure? I just feel like there's so many unknowns when a player goes to a new team, perhaps, you know, in that couple three months, you know, who knows they could win the cup and the guy wants to stay there and he comes back for less money, wherever that may be. Uh, you know, maybe the family likes it there. I don't know. I just think that when you part ways, you can talk about potentially coming back, but uh, you know, the chances of it uh, coming to fruition may be uh, pretty low. But uh, yes, sure, if he left, uh, you know, always a possibility. Uh, and as far as what kind of activity and how soon, I enjoyed the question last night. Uh, is it uh, fair to say that you're done trading? Uh, and Armstrong <laughs> says, "Well, for the night, uh, he knows more is coming. Fans know more is coming." At this point, though, the Tarasenko set of circumstances different because of the no-trade clause and perhaps risking uh, the market being flooded and the Blues not being able to get that first-round pick. And so he wanted to act while he had it versus, say, O'Reilly, Barbashev, anybody else who might be on the move. What do you think on that? Yeah, so with Tarasenko, listen, I don't, you know, there were a limited number of teams, right? right. So if the Rangers if the Rangers act on Timu Meyer or Patrick Kane, then that option is completely gone, right. like it is now for Chicago and Kane. Like, he can't go to the Rangers now. So, you know, that could have dried up. So I think that's why Doug Armstrong uh, makes that move. But you look at the situation uh, now with O'Reilly. Doug Armstrong said it yesterday. One of the reasons he traded Tarasenko so quickly three weeks before the deadline 
is because the potential of injury. And listen, I was just sitting at Ryan O'Reilly's locker stall yesterday, and he said uh, in terms of coming back and playing Saturday, they've got to make sure he's 100% so he doesn't re-injure that. I mean, if you're Doug Armstrong, the the medical staff, so on and so forth, and you're thinking about trading O'Reilly, do you wait two more weeks? So, you know, that potential could mean that uh, a trade with him comes sooner than than the trade deadline. We'll see. But, again, that's just based on, on what Doug said, that the potential of injury exists. So uh, I think the, the trades are going to come. I think it could include O'Reilly. I think it probably will. I, I err on the side of uh, Barbashev will, will be gone, and, and I think those trades are now that uh, Doug has kind of taken the stance are going to come maybe sooner than that deadline. Are you going to be able to tell us the team before it even happens like you did with the Rangers <laughs> and Tarasenko? I don't think we'll get that lucky next time. <laughs> oh, man, you're going to fire a... I mean, the one that's been the men, mentioned the most is the Leafs, and then I saw uh, what the Leafs GM said yesterday, they might not be willing to part with the first-round pick in order to get it done. Uh, not specific to O'Reilly, but just in general. Yeah, and uh, Kyle Dubas, the GM there in, in Toronto, has said that. Uh, you know, it's just a little... Uh, you know, do you believe him? This yeah, is, I mean, I realize it can totally be posturing at this point. Yeah, and that management group, you know, they're basically on the hot seat. You know, it's uh, what year five of, of that rebuild, and they've been knocked out in the first round a few times. So, you know, if they get knocked out again, is that management group gone? I think they're going to try everything they can do, even if it means giving up a first-round draft pick uh, to make this team a, com- a contender. Uh, final question for you. I know things were tense at your house last night regarding the Tarasenko news, and uh, if you could uh, tell me, uh, tell the audience who may not be familiar with your tweet what took place and also a state of the union at the Rutherford household as of 10:35 in the morning on February 10th, 2023, <laughs> this time check brought to you by Clarkson jewelers. Uh, JR, the floor is yours. Yeah, actually uh, I got about 125 texts yesterday. Uh, you know, friends, media, family, people I met at a barbecue in South St. Louis oh, nice. eight months ago. And, uh, and two of them I responded to. One of them was Jackson. Can you come on tomorrow at 10.15? I said, sure, Piddles. Uh, I'll, I'll be on at 10.15. And, and, and the other was my daughter who, uh, who sends a text. She's big on the text. She's 13 years old. And it said, uh, can you please explain to me, give me a logical explanation of why we traded Tarasenko? That's when she went into all caps on the text message and why I had to find out from my math teacher. So uh, <laughs> uh, I did respond to her. I told her to follow me on Twitter. And, uh, <laughs> and oh, I enjoyed that tweet. Uh, JR, uh, great work on the story, and uh, you can read more on the background of the uh, trade at theathletic.com. Jeremy Rutherford with a special appearance here on Friday following the trade of Vladimir Tarasenko to the New York Rangers. Have a wonderful weekend. Fine, sir. Yeah, we didn't need that audio anyway, Piddles. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. JR. Thanks for coming, JR. Thank you, JR. Hey. There he is, Jeremy Rutherford, with us here on Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota.